Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, there is a nice piece of stock music playing behind me that a talented composer worked really hard on. So let's enjoy it. Wow, almost overshadows the saving big when you switch to Progressive part. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. What stirs inside all of us is something that is much greater than us. The world is in a, a time of awakening, of a change, this pulling, pushing, grappling, growing, matriculating towards something that's bigger than us. We've always known this. It's deeply rooted into the DNA of our species. Maybe now is the time for it to manifest. It still will take some time. But I'm happy that we're beginning to grow as a species and know more about ourselves and our heart and our mind and in our soul. Today's guest on Dr. D's Social Network is Ron Folia. Ron is a kind spirit and someone who deeply cares about not only science, but also spirituality. They can both exist at the same time. I urge you to open your heart and your mind and your analysis. Ron Folia. Good morning, Ron. How are you today? Darian, you know, I'm doing really great, but I need to tell you that as long as people stay at this current stress level, they're never going to be able to move forward with their life. Yeah, there's definitely a tremendous amount of stress going on in the world globally right now. And uh, I can feel it on a regular basis, you know. Uh, it is. And, you know, before this whole situation um, came upon us, there was still quite a bit of stress just keeping up with the hectic pace, yeah. the lifestyle, yeah. the business. And this, this, of course, has just amplified it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the world is, you know, this year 2020 has been extremely... Um, an interesting uh, kind of increase, kind of a shot in the arm of so many different things. But you're right, before that time, I feel like we were running on this hamster wheel before, as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And 
And I really see this, you know, regardless of all the uh, negative aspects that are floating around out there. This is really a great opportunity for us to to make tremendous changes in our life and potentially the world as well. Certainly. So what are some ways you're going about, you know, helping other people in doing that? The the one thing that that I'm really passionate about is it ties right into my opening statement, and that's stress. You know, I'm a high performance stress relief coach, and stress is the key to moving forward. Uh, and the reason being is when we're in stress, that triggers our natural defense mechanism, which is the stress response, that fight, flight, or freeze mechanism that, that's really there to protect us. You know, but it was to protect us from physical danger. The problem that we have and we have to be aware of is that. Our, our brain doesn't know the difference if it's an emotional fear we're dealing with. So that kicks in. And being stimulated by the events that are going on in the world, that constant stress on the brain only allows us to focus on our vulnerability and our weaknesses. And those just aren't places where we want to make decisions for our life or our business. Yeah. <clears throat> and often when things are emotional, I feel like um, you're not often making great decisions because you're so emotionally wrapped up into something and being able to kind of step back and, and do some things to help center you and give you a sense of peace to be able to make a clear decision, I think is really important at this time. Yeah. yeah you know, it, it is, uh, one of the, one of the concerns surrounding that is how do you get there? Yes. When you're, when you're in an emotional state, um, as a culture, we're not really trained to really deal with our emotions at that level. So unless you have some mechanism that's going to help you get to that point, um, it's difficult for a lot of people because when, when, when you're in that stress, when you're in the fear, when you're constantly being bombarded um, with, with negative news, it constantly stimulates that that mechanism in our body. So yeah, we need to find ways to do that. that. That's really, really important to back that stress off. So tell me a little bit about your history with stress or, you know, your your past and how you've come to where you are now um, and how you're helping people with that. Well, interestingly, um, I kind of stumbled upon it. Uh, back during that last recession, um, 08, 09, yeah. right in there, I was working as a consultant working with small to medium-sized businesses. And one of the things I realized in going in there, there was a pattern developing. And that pattern revolved around stress. The higher the stress level of the owner and the employees, the worse shape this business was in. So instead of going in and trying to fix business-related problems first, what I did was work with primarily the owner and upper-level management to back off stress. And when we were successful doing that, it beca- and it sounds crazy to say, but it came a lo- became pretty easy to fix the business problems yeah. because there was the focus, there was the clarity. And so we were very successful doing that. But it was kind of ironic at the same time because I used that and o- over those years, but little did I realize that a few years later, that those exercises and those protocols that I was working with were going to be the very things that would save my life. You see, I was in a situation uh, during that recession. Well, we, you know, like a lot of families, we were a two income family and we were living on two incomes. 
my wife had lost her job. Um, she was an educator um, and she was literally unemployed for about two years. And it was just oh, wow. kind of kind of mind boggling. We couldn't understand that. Well, it didn't take long um, for our financial situation to get upside down. We couldn't afford our mortgage. Um, so ultimately what had happened is we lost our home. And in the process, a lot of our retirement and a lot of the savings, trying to save everything. Uh, but there was a light at the end of the tunnel. I had a consulting client that I had worked with about 12 months before reach out to me and wanted me to come and help him run the business. I didn't know until I got there that that by using some of the stress techniques and some of the protocols and business fixes, he was able to drop a million dollars to his bottom line in about 12 months. So he was pretty anxious for me to come and help him and, and continue that process. So I accepted the job, but little did I know the volatility of the oil and gas business. Five months later, that oil and gas prices plummeted. The fields literally closed. He had about 80 employees and he had to let all but about three or four of them go. I was one of the ones he let go. And I have to tell you, there was nothing that was probably the lowest point of my life when I had to make that drive home to tell my wife, who was still unemployed, that I just lost my job. When I walked in and she knew something was up, I told her what had happened. And for lack of a better word, we went into shock. Literally, we didn't talk for about two days because here's what we were faced with. We were both unemployed. I had one car that needed a transmission. We had less than $1,000 to our name. And in two weeks, we were going to be homeless. Oh, my goodness. So uh, I, I, after, after about two days, uh, you know, I started gathering my wits about me. And mm -hmm. I, I knew I had to get into action. So I realized what I had used to help these business owners just a few years before that I needed to apply to myself. And it's kind of funny to say this, but swallowing your own medicine is one of the hardest things you can do. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, so true. Uh, but the, the good news is I was able to back off enough stress and enough fear that I reached out to another client and they offered me a position. So that was step one. But even with that, I was still dealing with collateral damage, all the emotional baggage from blaming myself for the situation, you know, afraid to make another decision. Is it going to be, is it going to, you know, lead me upward or back down again? So that is when I got involved in some uh, uh, neuroscience and quantum physics. I was doing a lot of research at the time. And I found these evidence-based principles that literally could help change people's lives. I started applying them and things turned around just incredibly. Let's go a little bit deeper into that because there's definitely areas that I love to explore um, in neuroscience and quantum physics. What did you discover when you initially started diving into that information? One, one of the things that, that was pretty interesting, uh, the first thing, I found some stress techniques that were very, very successful um, and you, uh, in, in backing the stress off and keeping it off. Uh, and one of the ones that, that I particularly liked was I affectionately call it a 60 second stress buster routine. Mm -hmm. And it's a breathing, it's a combination of very simple breathing and, and, uh, visualization process that will get rid of stress for about 95% of all the people who use it. Um, and, and, and it, 
if you'd like, I'd be more than willing, you know, to take some of the listeners through that right now. Yeah, I think we should do that right now. And then uh, I'd love to jump back into a little bit more about the science and more that you've learned about it. So let's make it happen, man. Okay. The the process is really straightforward. Let me explain it and, and then we'll go through it. What you're going to do is focus on watching the air come through your nostrils and go into your lungs. You're going to breathe into a four count and see that air moving into your lungs. You're going to hold it in your lungs to a four count, see it circulating in your lungs. You're going to exhale through your nostrils to a four count, and then you're going to hold out that breath to a four count and just see that air disappear. That's about 16 seconds. We're going to repeat that four times. The key to this exercise, getting optimal results, is the visualization process. So we're going to start here in just a moment, but what I want you to do first is scan your body. See if there's anywhere in your body you're holding stress. It's different for everyone. Someone uh, might hold it in their forehead, their eyes, the back of their neck, their chest, uh, their abdomen. So just do a quick scan. Don't do anything other than just scan your body. The next thing I want you to be aware of are your thoughts. Are your thoughts racing? Are they negative? Are they fearful? Are you thinking this guy's crazy? It's never going to work. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just Whatever your thoughts are, just, just be aware of that thought level. Okay. Now to start, we're going to take a deep breath and just blow it out and then we'll get into the process. So breathe in, let it out. Okay. Now let's inhale to a four count, watching that air come into your nose. Ready? Breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold it in. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four. Hold it out. Two, three, four. Inhale. Two, three, four. Hold it. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four. Hold it out. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold it in, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Hold it out, two, three. One more time. Breathe in, two, three, four. Hold it in, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Hold it out. Now be aware of your body. Have you felt a difference? Become aware of your thoughts. Have they slowed down? This technique, Darian, is has literally been used for the last several years um, uh, by law enforcement and elite military personnel. And it does reduce that stress. And when you're going into a crisis situation, you want that focus. You need that clarity. It literally can be a life or death decision. This is the technique that they use. Um, it, it's a process that is simple to use, and it can be used anywhere. Uh, you know, I, I recommend that my clients use it during the day before they're going into a meeting, if they have a confrontation, an issue to deal with. Um, in fact, what, I, what a lot of them will do, every two hours, I say, 
set a timer on your phone. And every two hours, stop what you're doing and do this exercise. I've had a lot of them come back to me and say that once they've done this for three or four days in a row, their body begins to respond. And they're telling me that they don't have that afternoon crash around two or three o'clock. And many of them tell me at the end of the workday, when most of us were still traveling back and forth, that they have plenty of energy at the end of the day to deal with whatever they did after work, whether it was a workout, their family, uh, errands, whatever they needed to work with. So the, a lot of people have gotten a lot of benefits, a, a lot of good benefits from this. Darian, what, what was your experience? You know, it's just very peaceful. I had been introduced to things similar to this in my education and growing up. But what I thought was very interesting is one of the cool things about Zencaster, and I was talking to another person, is you get to see the waves of conversation on the computer. And I opened my eyes, I looked at it, and the waves were perfectly in unison as you were speaking. And it reminded me of the kind of the union of rhythm and relaxation and peacefulness when you calm yourself down and how the body tends to be, get into this very steady state of rhythm is perfect bars every four as you see them collecting yeah. on the yeah. wave is beautiful. Yeah. Th thank you. And this is what n neuroscience has done the research on. Because what they're saying happens when you get into this state, um, it's, it's a combination of uh, brain and heart coherence. The heart, co heart coherence is, uh, really triggers the brain coherence. Um, in fact, the heart is the leader. We're, we're trained and educated to think it's the brain. It's not really. Right. They, they have research that shows it's, it's about the heart. So this heart coherence um, can be triggered by this exercise and many others. And when you get in that state, one of the key things that you can use it for, and, and again, you wanted to talk about some of the other neuroscience things, is put yourself in a state of gratitude. When you have this coherence, and you are able to bring up something you're gratitude, uh, really grateful for, something you're appreciative, um, a family member, a, a spouse, uh, a, a partner, uh, the fact that you're working, the fact that you're healthy, it doesn't matter. But when you feel that deep level of gratitude or any other positive, significantly positive feeling, generate that emotion. When you're in this state of coherence, what it's doing, it's raising your entire vibrational frequency. When you do that, you're releasing resistance to your future. 2020 has been exhausting. Impeachment, Brexit, Australian brush fires, Kobe Bryant's sudden death, a global pandemic, and that only gets us up to March. With COVID-19 and November elections still on the horizon, it's more important than ever to be informed. But it's hard to keep up with all of it. Enter the dose of news useful today, or the donut. A 100% free daily email newsletter delivering succinct and factual news about all the world's occurrences. Since bias and information are a problem in today's media, CNN, Fox News, we're looking at you. The Donut provides easy access to all sides of the story. We report, you decide. And the best part? Each day, The Donut services three positive stories you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily reminder there is good in the world, even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So, buckle up. The second half of the year is shaping up to be just as action-packed as the first. 
get the donut, and stay informed without raising your blood pressure. It's 100% free. You can unsubscribe anytime, but you won't want to. Visit thedonut.co or text donut to 66866 to sign up today. Yeah, now, it makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now here's here's the next key. And one of the other things that this is part of my step two that I found to get me out of out of my situation is we are not trained on how to create our future. Yeah, we can do goals, you know, we can do vision maps, we can do all this thing, all these things. And and they're helpful to an extent. But one of the things we have to remember, there was a time before time when the word was spoken and worlds were created. We were told we were created in that same image and likeness. That same image and likeness, Darian, is our word, the power of our spoken word. So every t- what and neuroscience and quantum physics backs this up, and they're showing that what we believe, what we think, what we say, we're literally creating. Now, for most of us, we're, we we go back and forth without any specific training, and we're we have some positive thoughts. Uh, let's say around money, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, if we see lack, and and we focus on that lack, we've just neutralized that positive thought. So we're getting some middle road mishmash of ups and downs without a, a positive focus. So if we understand the power of the spoken word, if we understand our beliefs, which are nothing more than chronic thoughts, thoughts we think over and over, whether they're positive or negative, and we get control of that, we're literally able to create our future. And when that image and that energy is put into a state of coherence, that you put yourself into, you've made significant strides in bringing that future to you. Why do you think it's so important that we're getting this information from neuroscience and and the quantum aspect of things to kind of marry with what I think we intuitively know in many ways? What's the union in that that you think is so important? For it's basically, I think our education, the way we're taught, we're taught that um, uh, that the, the kind of spirituality and, mm-hmm. and and intuition and these things are kind of out there. You know, they're right. there, but are they really real? I believe that what neuroscience and quantum physics is doing is validating the fact that these are real. You know, it was several years ago the the Da Vinci Code movie. That's yes. that's kind of that's kind of what they were playing with in that yeah. theme. So, from my point of view, because I've u- I use this and I've seen the difference it's made in my life, uh, science has to some extent validated the existence of some supernatural energy. The source, um, you could call it, uh, you know, God. Uh, Star Wars affectionately calls it the Force. Right. There's some power out there that we have the ability to tap into, and use it. And now, quantum science and neuroscience is showing it showing us how to use it and create our future, to create a new world, to create a new business, which I think is critical in this time because we're in the the business, the economy, and the world is in a state of evolution right now. If we know and have some ability and some tools to create the future we want for ourselves, for our business, for our life, for our family, that's going to lift the entire world, the entire planet, the economy. Um, it, it, we're all connected. Uh, you know, there's no doubt about that. And yeah. this is a way to get that momentum going in a way that 
you know, the world could experience uh, benefits for everyone. It could it can ex- experience peace. It can experience um, uh, community on a global basis. And I th- really think that's where we're heading. I believe these are the tools that will help get us there. Yeah, it's very interesting you mentioned that because I do think that science will continue to reveal um, more evidence of supernatural things that or beliefs that we've had for for that have been ancient that people have been very skeptical of because they feel that it was quasi science or exactly you right. know those or it was it was qualitative it wasn't quantitatively based but i think we're learning that you know we are we are much more than our physical existence and people are starting to realize the importance of that. And I've seen that in the rise in spiritual practices and ex- exploration in your mind of the cosmos and different things and how we are in our physical manifestation of ourselves. Yeah, you're, you know, you're absolutely right. And, and I see it increasing. Uh, in, in times of, of stress, fear, uncertainty, people move typically towards religion but I'm seeing, as you just observed, there's more people moving towards spirituality, um, and 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 there's a difference, and and I think that's the key. I mean, every religion, as far as I'm concerned, has the the seeds of spirituality in it, but it's the spirituality itself that we take and embrace that will really change the world and make a difference in our lives. Yeah, I totally agree, and I, I actually think it's really beautiful that more people are exploring that because I think we've just had such this concrete foundational aspect of like, I see something and I believe it versus there's so much to the cosmos and spirituality that while science may, is beginning to reveal more of it, there is a lot of it. It's just mysterious. And you, and you have to believe in the mystery in many ways too, as part of it. And those things can coexist, I believe. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. And and you mentioned a little earlier, intuition. One of the things that, that backing the stress off will do it gets you, it gets your mind quiet. When your mind's quiet, you have access to your intuition. One of the things that I teach is intuition on demand. I mean, intuition's always working. Um, you know, if if you get a strong sense about something, that's your intuition speaking. Whether it's something to do or something not to do. Uh, if if you're looking for a parking spot and you're you know you're in a huge lot, and all of a sudden you get the feeling to turn right, well, turn right. And you get down and there's your spot. It, it happens all the time. Um, but when we get back the stress off, we can tap into that t- intuition and use what the Bible calls discernment. Yeah. We need to discern if something we're reading, if something we're seeing in the news, if it's really true. We need to feel it. And, so true. And, and I mean it in this sense, true for you. It might be true for the people sitting next to you. It may not be true for you. So you have to discover that truth. And it's that intuition. It's this oneness, this knowingness that can help us on our path to make our decisions. It reminds me of, I was just having this conversation about, you ever have the experience when you're in a car and maybe for much younger people listening to this, maybe you haven't had this, I don't know, but it seems pretty common where you, you were driving somewhere and you had your radio going on and you were lost. And when you try to decipher where you were and how I can get to the right place, you turn the radio knob down because you need to concentrate. You need to be, you need quiet. So you can start to feel, okay, how do I solve this problem? 
when there's all this noise and distraction, it's very difficult to make good decisions when you're bombarded with information constantly. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's an incredibly valid point, Um, because when we get into that stillness and the quiet, which, again, the breathing exercise can do, um, it gives you that clarity. And and once you start doing it for a while, it drops you into a a really sense, deep sense of physical peace. One of the things I like to do, and, and I'd recommend this to your listeners if they're open to it, use this in your morning routine. You know, if you have a morning routine, it, it's going to take 60 seconds to do this before you jump in the shower, before you start your day. It allows you to get focused, set some intentions for the day and really get your day off to a good start. Do it before you go to bed. That way, any stress that you've picked up, uh, depending on interactions, what you've had to deal with through the day, you're able to release and let go. So, so play with it. it. It's it's a wonderful tool, and there's so many different avenues and directions it can take you. You think that a lot of our um, conflict that we have with people in many ways is we're not taking the time to slow down before we engage with other people and really center ourselves and think about our thoughts or what we're going to, how we're going to present ourselves. You think we just kind of collide into each other sometimes without giving this a very definite thought ahead of time and, and slow ourselves down? Darian, for most of us, all the time, every day. Mm. One of the keys, one of our keys to creating our future is we have to be present. The, hist- the history's in the past. The future hasn't happened. The only place we have any power is in this present moment. And when I say in the present moment, that doesn't mean, as you just said, when someone's talking to you, thinking about what, what you're going to say next. No, it's being still, it's being centered and truly focusing on what they're saying. Look into their eyes because you can not only hear, but you can feel where that's coming from. And in that present moment, when you're quiet, you truly engage, you truly have good conversations. This is what I'm hoping and praying for happens in this country to get some of these tensions resolved. But we have to get out of stress we have to get focused. We have to get present and truly listen. And not only with our ears, we have to listen with our heart as well. So what's been the journey like for you with, you know, getting on different podcasts or speaking to people about this and the reaction to it? Uh, uh, for- I'm finding that there's a lot of people interested in this. I've been fortunate to be on a lot of podcasts and the responses I'm getting are very, very positive. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a new approach that a lot of people really aren't aware of. A lot of people aren't aware of some of the neuroscience and quantum physics research that's going on. And it all focuses around the brain and the mind. So I'm finding more and more people are receptive to it. And one of the things I'm also uh, not only passionate about, but excited about that when people get these results, it's their first step. And they're looking for the next step. And, and the information's out there uh, to, to move forward. Um, it, it's made a big difference in my life. Um, and, then, and then learning how to create, which truly is the next step, learning how to control and focus your intentions, your words, and your purpose. Um, it doesn't take long before you start seeing results. You start seeing things appear that really, from a reason and logic standpoint, you can't explain. So to me, it's the only explanation 
of how and why this is happening. What is wonderful, I think, is your words ring really, they resonate with me, especially because I feel like I've I've grappled with so much, not so much with people, but my own thoughts of like spirituality, religion, and science. And often we love to separate these things and say that these things cannot exist with each other. But I find that the it's completely opposite, that you discover all these things together and they merge together, become this beautiful thing if you are, are open-minded and allow that exploration. You know what? You're absolutely right. Um, I was I was brought up in, in organized religion um, and I drifted away, though I kept my spirituality. Now, with what I'm seeing um, from some of the research that's being done, I go back and look at the Bible in a totally different way. And I'm saying, well, this makes sense now up against the, the research that's been done. So I understand things in a different way. Um, one quick quote as an example in, in the book of Job, Job says, the thing that I fear is now upon me. Well, he was fearing, and if you put enough emotion into any thought, either a positive or negative thought, you will create it. He created that fear. He created that that problem. Um, so now I understand what a lot of those passages mean in a totally different way, in a way that's beneficial in a more positive way, as opposed to a lot of the negative spin that's put on a lot of different passages. That's interesting. I mean, I, I grew up in organized religion. I, I still have it, um, but also have all this scientific knowledge and uh, maybe a, a larger seed of spirituality with it. And I've, I've had the same experience of going back. I, I love reading Job in the Bible and Ecclesiastes and different things. Um, and it is different. It does feel different reading it. And you yeah. come from this aspect. It's. I would encourage anybody who's you know, uh, read the Bible to reread it and, you know, with the, the lens of what you may have learned and obviously new information that's out there and that science and religion and spirituality have more in common than you think. And, and to really dive deep into that. Uh, yeah. It, it, and it's amazing. And you can just go on and on and on with this. And, um, it's, it's such a positive spin. Um, it's not that, that I'm interested in getting drawn back into religion, but it broadens the whole spectrum of spirituality for me. As you had mentioned, it's, it's, it's a really good feeling. Yeah. And I, and I just, I always feel that, um, again, we just try to break these things apart. It's like, well, this thing cannot be with this thing. Right. And, you know, right. if you believe in this thing, you cannot believe in this thing as well. And I just, I've always been a big believer in, this, in the sense that you will find both of those things if you, if you actually quiet down and discover through spirituality, through science, they're actually very similar. And they actually, you will be pointed towards the cosmos in both ways if you really think about it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, my, my perspective has, has evolved, um, and, and I'm grateful for, for, for this evolution because we're all connected. We're all one. There's nothing that's mutually exclusive. No event, no people, no situation, no history, no future. We're, we're all connected. So from that, from that point of view, I take a look at what's happening in the streets, what's happening in the world, and I see it as an expression of love or a cry for love. Yeah, that's amazing. Why do you think we try to separate these things, though, in our mind, in our history? We try to have this separation of those two concepts of spirituality and, and science. 
you know, I, 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 th- I think it's just part of our education system. You mm-hmm. know, the way, the way we were brought up, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've studied religion. It was, it was kind of a hobby for me for many years. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, there was a time when the church was afraid that science would prove there was God or validate the fact that it was God. And the church at that period in time wanted to keep the, the mysticism, the mystical aspect around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, one of, one of Dan Brown's books addressed that as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it might've been angels and demons, but it, so I, I think that's where it stems from. It's, it's a century old belief that has been carried forward. Um, and with the advent of science, we have lost some of that connection. And now th- with the research of science, we're getting it back. Yeah, I think so. It's pretty interesting. I, I sense this kind of almost awakening, which is really kind of, I think before 2020, there was, I was sensing a huge awakening on our planet of, of more meditation, uh, more mm-hmm. spirituality, all these yes. things, uh, wellness, taking care of yourself, all these things. And then now we have a lot of um, different things going on from uh, racial unrest, gl- global pandemics, Australian wildfires, we have a lot of things going on, which I think if, if you, if you really look at it in a certain way, um, that there, the conflict, the rage is, is in many ways, we may look back that there are, there are propulsion points for us as people in many ways. It, it's without saying, without, you know, for me, wanting to make sure I'm sensitive about everything that's going on and being understanding, but we may look back and see that this, this was a propulsion point in, in bringing together in science and spirituality and the chaos of the world and, and moving people forward, hopefully in, in positive ways. You know? Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. I believe we're on a precipice of making an incredible step forward in the evolution of consciousness, of well-being, mm. of everyone on the planet, um, you know, and, and it's coming. Now, I, I don't know, and no one knows what we're going to have to get through these next few years to get there. Right. But I, leave, I believe it's going to be on the other end. I was, uh, you know, and I, I'm not sure if, if um, all the listeners, especially the younger ones, are aware of this, but there was a song, uh, The Age of Aquarius, that was very popular right before 2000 because everyone thought the world was going to end in 2000. But then there were those who thought, you know, we were going to flip a switch and we we're going to walk into the new age. This just could be what that song was putting out, the age of Aquarius. Yeah. Gosh, I remember that, the whole Y2K deal. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, oh, planes are going to come out of the sky and it's yeah. the whole thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, I computers so, were going to stop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> It was like it just happened, and then like nothing happened. I was like, okay, yeah, it's anticlimactic. Yeah, you know. exactly. But we may be in that. I feel this kind of roiling, this this pulling, this mashing, um, this this movement of of many different things. And that again, I think it's if we can take kind of a thirty thousand foot look at things and and center ourselves. That obviously there's a micro level, but there's also a, a macro level of where we may end up after these things. And it, it could be the propulsion we need. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. In fact, there, there are some scientists, some of your geologists and, and people that study the earth, physical earth movement. Mm. They're saying that we're at the end of a 10,000 year and a 100,000 year cycle during a time which there's been major changes upon the planet. So yeah, what you were saying, yeah, this exactly could be uh, what we're looking at. 
Well, that's and you're mentioning the climate. You're, when we're talking about tropical um, landfall storms in middle of the country, in like Iowa and Illinois, so it's unheard of. And you know, there's this kind of labor pains, this birth contraction going on in all different areas, physically, spiritually, mentally, socially, emotionally. I think if we step back and look, we will recognize this is affecting all aspects of 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 what it means to be human and the the universe and everything and where we are places in that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, you know, I stop and think. I'm thinking, why am I here? You know, what what am I here to do? And I realize I'm here to be a part of this evolution. I'm here to be a part of that change. So my passion is to build a foundation of business owners, of entrepreneurs, of executives that have this consciousness that have these tools that I can share with them to help create not only an economy, but a world that's going to reflect back to us what we really, I believe, have in our hearts. So, so wonderful. And actually, I just had a guy on, I think you would like to talk to him. His name's Aaron Burnett, great guy, runs Wheelhouse uh, Digital Marketing Group. And his whole thing is about leading with the heart, grace, humility, loving employees, and, and a very similar mindset as yours. And I think we're seeing more people in consulting leadership positions, frontline positions that are saying, okay, I want to lead with my heart. I want to have a very substantial existence in my workplace that is not about the bottom line constantly or domination, or um, we constantly have to beat each other to prove our self-worth and things of that nature. Thank you for saying that. You know, that's one of the things that, that, that that I believe that's why the old model failed Yes, because it was too bottom line oriented. Okay. Um, And, and there's no reason we can't, we can't support all stakeholders, you know, the employees, the customers, the, uh, the, your vendors um, and, and still make a profit, but make a profit that's not going to make you a slave to the business, not make you a slave to your job. So you have that work-life balance. You have that free time for your family, for fun, for friends. Life's to be enjoyed. It's not yes. to be working around the <laughs> clock with stress. And you know, it, and, and we just got caught up. And maybe it was as fa- we were trying to stay up physically at the same pace the technology was moving ahead, and we just may have gotten sucked into that trap. I'm, I'm not sure, but that model's behind us. It's not going to come back. And we oh now, yes. we're, we're, we're charged now with finding the model that's going to work. And I believe if we find it at the business level, we'll find it at the family level. And mm. it's going to come, it's going to come from our heart and we're going to see this change. So amazing. I remember when I caught on to this a little bit more, it was several years ago and I was um, reading an article on Yahoo News. I mean, this was many years ago and it was talking about you know, five successful traits of, you know, top CEOs. And one of them was basically they don't sleep. They work like hundred hours a week. And I remember looking at that article, Ron, and I was like, why would anybody worship this in a sense or put this up on a pedestal? It's so stupid to like, I mean, first of all, that has a huge effect on your health, how you deal with, you're never around for your family. Absolutely. But they're making a lot of money. And I think we get this weird sense of like, because a human has acquired a lot of wealth, that they must be super intelligent. They must have everything figured out. I've actually found that that is the opposite, actually, with a lot of people. I'm like, because you're giving up so much to 
have one thing that you think defines your essence as a person? You know, truer words were never spoken. I mean, <laughs> the, 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 there, there are people with a lot of money and I, they're idiots. <laughs> and, and, you know, you wondered how, how did this person make all this money? You know, and and they're they're excessive, they're abusive, they're all the things that 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 don't really have to go with being successful. You know, uh, there's no reason you can't be compassionate and loving and generous and supportive and working in your community and helping other people. Um, it to me, it's just a lot better feeling. And and more importantly, you got to have time for your family. Yeah. For for your friends, you know, just to have fun and laugh. You know, when you're laughing and it's a belly laugh, you've changed your energy. You can't be in fear. You can't be in stress. And it's important for us to laugh. And we've lost a lot of that. And that's what we need to get back to. Totally agree. I mean, you know, Ron, I love this. I love these type of conversations. And I'm fortunate I've been having so many of these. And I, I'm kind of put together this summary now that I'm at least I'm running into more people who believe about heart-based leadership and business and family and are trying to get rid of this old model um, of business. And I believe that we are that those models are in the last stages or are gone, and that uh, that light, that darkness is dying. For a lot of so we're in a different age that of, of Aquarius of yeah there you go hey when you're coming into work you better get ready to love somebody care about them you know <laughs> you better be into it man you know this whole old way of like you know just do it you know work as much as possible everything for the profit uh, that's dying or it's dead and um, yeah. it's about people it's about getting back to humans caring about humans what are we about what were we made for you know like. What's our purpose? And being totally focused on that. I mean, having fun, enjoying your life, being productive. You can be productive and have fun at the same time. They're not mutually exclusive things, you know. So thank you so much, man. Oh, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. And, and you know, I, like I said, I'm passionate and excited to share this because the more people that hear it, I believe, as you said earlier, more people will resonate and and really allow this feeling they've been they have inside that they don't know what it is to really come out. Totally agree. Ron, thank you so much for being on today. It was insightful. It was passionate. It was caring. uh, It was informative. Thank you. Uh, uh, Darian, thanks. And one of the things I'd like to do is I'd like to offer your listeners, um, if you really like that stress exercise that we did, um, you're more than welcome uh, to a video copy of this. Um, I, you, the cop, there's no obligation. It's absolutely free. You can get it at www.goldentrailcoaching.com slash gift. It's the easiest uh, link you'll ever remember. www.goldentrailcoaching.com slash gift. And the video exercise is on there. I have a little introduction and, and, and a little uh, post comment, but you can use it. Once you start using it a few times, it'll become a natural part of who you are. That's amazing, Ron. And I want to make sure when I edit this and put this all together that I say your last name correctly. How do you say that? It's Folia. 
Folia. There Folia, a fine Italian name that the teachers butchered <laughs> for 12 years. <laughs> I'm very sensitive to that because like people will hack up my name. And when I'm doing the introductions and stuff and putting together the podcast, I'm like, I do not want to hack up people's names. I don't really know. <laughs> so Folia, we're gonna we're gonna make it right here. Thanks, Darian. You are welcome. Have a wonderful day, Ron. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. You got it. Bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone. So you want to invest in companies that can do as much for the world as your portfolio. But how do you find them? At Fidelity, we research, we dig, we turn over rocks, and we seek out companies that are successful, not in spite of their commitment to sustainability, but because of it. Want to get clarity on your sustainable investing? Fidelity can help bring it all into focus. Visit fidelity.com sustainable to learn more. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind, so let's tell a story with sound effects. <laughs> wow, it's like I was in the story. Almost makes me forget this was supposed to be about saving big with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.